Hey gang, welcome to Dateline Louisiana, a provocative look at the deepest of the deep southern states. Thoughts that are informative, candid, humorous, and sometimes controversial about life in one of the most interesting and rabble-rousing states in the nation. Here are your hosts, Ronna Gray and Jim Brown. Hey, Ronna Gray, we got a lively show today on Dateline Louisiana. Our listeners can go to datelinelouisiana.com to hear lots of our past shows. have been going on for a long time, and uh, they can read all about you on ronnagray.com. And check out me on jimbrownla.com. So lots of choices there, aren't they? They can find us anywhere. They can walk in a post office and maybe see us on a wanted That's poster. Right. <laughs> they can find us literally anywhere. Well, we're glad. <laughs> that we've got a number of new listeners that signed up for our show, and we welcome you to our show. We just try to give a little offbeat view of our the, the Bayou State, things we enjoy. We don't mind calling it like it is. And this week we'll have this kind of uh, more serious subject, too, kind of calling it like it is, Rana. I'd like to talk about uh, LSU football and, and really college football. Just don't want to pick on LSU. But um, I uh, just to tell you the story that hit home to me, uh, LSU uh, was upset by Florida State in the opening game of the season and uh, kind of took the luster off because a lot of folks hope for a a run for the national championship in football, not going to happen. Maybe we can recover to some degree, but I was uh, in a local supermarket here and uh, a lady I know there said, Jim, you going to the LSU game Saturday night? And I says, no, I think I'm off for a while. I just, uh, and it's not because they lost, not because they lost, but the luster for me in college football's come off, Rana, uh, You've got a whole different scenario uh, that we have today that we didn't have in the past. You have a $10 million coach who's brought in from another state who comes in here and pulls players from all over the country, like a a pro baseball team or something. Uh, They flood in here from schools all over. They're one and done. They may stay a season and move on to some other school, or they come in here as a senior they have no loyalty to LSU, and it's just, uh, uh, to me, uh, who am I cheering for? Uh, uh, I'm a product of, of a yesteryear that so many of our listeners are to where you kind of followed these kids in high school, and, and you knew, boy, they might make it to LSU. Uh, I'm from up in Faraday, Louisiana. We had players like Donnie Day and Max Fugler ended up playing on the LSU national championship team in 1959, and uh uh, then these players would play for four years. You'd follow them play for four years. And then after they graduated, they'd go back to their hometown in Louisiana, bring value back. Uh, and some examples, Tommy Casanova, three-time All-American at LSU, who went back to Crowley and is a dentist there today. Uh, you had uh, uh, so many other names I could throw out to you uh, that went back to their hometowns. I mentioned Donnie Day, for example, on that uh, All-American team, went back and got into the oil business. Uh, you have Billy Cannon, uh, who had his problems after he got Sorry, out, but he, he was LSU's All-American. And uh, after playing at LSU, he played professional football. And then uh, today, uh, before his death, up till his death, he was the dentist up at Angola State Penitentiary paid just a pittance to go up there and take care of the teeth of all the uh, of all the inmates up there. They came home and, and plugged back into their communities. And uh, 
uh, we just uh, uh, you know, we just don't have that today. Uh, uh, I, uh, I can go on on and naming those folks. And so today, like I say, you've got these kids who probably don't worry about a college degree. They come in here, spend a year, maybe two. If they're not happy, they're not getting playing time, they're off to some other school. They're like a roving minstrel <laughs> show or something like that. It's just not uh, the great traditions of Louisiana football has become not just semi-pro. When you look at the money, it's become professional. Uh, you know, Ron, I, I didn't know this, but every football player at LSU gets paid $25,000 a year. Every player right now who's on scholarship gets 25000 a year. There are some on the team right now that make up to $700,000 because of the NIL uh uh, Name, uh, image, and likeness. That's right. exactly right. To get their ability to profit off uh, that now. Now, am I am I off on that? I mean, you're an LSU graduate. Not only that, you worked in the athletic department. You were assistant athletic director, and so I'd like your thoughts. But it's just uh, it's just something that I, I it doesn't pass the smell test to me. And and it, when you, they come out with the with the fact that LSU ranks about 200th in the country with must be 50 schools I looked over I've never even heard of, and they rank above LSU. Uh, are our priorities out of order or not? Oh, Jim, I think it's changed so much that uh, we'll probably sound like some old fogies here talking about it, but it, it disappoints me too. It, we used to say it was an arms race in college sports when I worked there. I was associate AD for marketing promotions, radio, television, ticket sales, that sort of thing, and it was all about building better facilities. It was, you had to have a training facility. You had to have a better um, academic center. It was all about that. But now you're right. It's about paying athletes and what they can make. And it's, it's incredible. And we have the, probably the two highest ranked women athletes on the LSU campus on the cover of Sports Illustrated, Olivia Dunn, Angel Reese. And so what happens? Uh, Olivia Dunn's so popular on social media that it's disruptive when they go to another school to compete because all of her followers show up and disrupt because they don't care anything about gymnastics. They're there to see her. Uh, it's unsafe now for her to go to class. So you're right. She doesn't even have to be in Baton Rouge except during season. She could be anywhere because she's having to take online classes. Um, you know, and then to feed this beast... LSU has gone to alcohol sales and pushing gambling. Uh, it's just, it, it, I wonder where it ends. I think they have really opened the Pandora's box here. You mentioned gambling, online gambling. It's against the law in Louisiana for anyone to solicit someone to gamble who is under eight, rather under 21. Got to be 21 to gamble. That's the law. LSU sponsors a letter that goes out to every single student at LSU, 17, 18, 19-year-olds, saying, hey, uh, come, what Bally's, I think, is a group. You can, you can make money two for one or whatever the, the enticement is to gamble right here, sports, online betting. They're soliciting their own students that is flagrantly against the law to, uh, uh, to gamble online. And uh, I just think it's outrageous. I wish the authorities, the district attorney, would crack the whip on LSU <laughs> for doing something like that. Who I don't know people would allow something like that without checking the law. But, you know, it's all about money. You mentioned it, alcohol. 
And then now it's gambling. What's it? Is uh, marijuana going to be next? Cannabis get that, sales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cannabis uh, get that right at the game, right? So uh, it, it, uh, it's just so disappointing to think that it's come to this uh, where the the luster of, of LSU and the, the tailgating and, and the fun that people had is just uh, tainted by this quest for dollars. And you mentioned our our $10 million coach, uh, and I want to be sure our listeners know you meant that as per year. Oh, yeah. yeah not, <laughs> so he oh, has yeah. a $100 million contract. Yeah, it's a $100 million coach, and I think it's pretty much guaranteed he's locked into that. And, and he stepped out and I thought made some very controversial comments about the difference in LSU and Notre Dame. And I wonder how uh, all the academic uh, professors on campus felt about what he said. I wrote it. You got my column there, Handy. Why don't you read it, Ron, at the very end of the column about this is what the football coach, this $10 million a year football coach had to say about the difference between Notre Dame and LSU. Okay, so he, you have here he was talking on ESPN about how the whole landscape at Notre Dame is so different than it is here. He says it just is. There are priorities at Notre Dame. The architectural building need to get built first. They ain't building the architecture building here first. We're building the athletic training facility first. So, And then he kind of backs off that, and my column ends by saying, Coach, you're dead on. It's all about football. I, I've had someone tell me the priorities at LSU, not just on athletics, but in the whole focus of LSU, academics, whatever, number one is football. Number two is football. <laughs> What's number three? Football. football. <laughs> Those are the top three priorities. And, look, I'm a big sports fan. I cheered on the – the Saints, they're doing pretty well this year. I, I watched so many college games and, and uh, glad that Tulane's having a pretty good season. I love to watch uh, these college sports. But does it really make any difference? You know, uh, I'd be cheering them on uh, as they were 30 years ago where they didn't have any of this money involved. It's my, my you know, rah-rah, you'd go for the home team. And uh, <clears throat> and yet they build and build and build and, and – uh, uh, just to topple the guy, the, the team at the top. And it just seems like we're making just such a big mistake when a- academics just don't play. a. And a- LSU's got Nobel Prize winning scientists on campus. I mean, they have uh, academics to promote and to support financially and uh, some, some good things going on, but you just don't hear about them. You just don't hear about any of that. Well, they're not making $10 million a year either. No, they're not. You know, the average salary at at LSU teaching is below $100,000. And uh, uh, it's just so we lose a number of professors for that very reason. One of our earlier guests on a previous episode, um, Bob Mann, who's written a book about uh, Huey Long and LSU and the relationship there, made the comment to us, that when Abe Michael, who was a fantastic football player, uh, left LSU, he was the first football player drafted by the NFL, and the governor of Louisiana encouraged him to follow his dream of going to medical school instead of going and playing in the NFL. He did, became a very successful physician. What do you think would happen today (laughs) if someone comes out of LSU and has the opportunity to either go 
to medical school or go play professional sports? Well, of course, I can't blame a guy, though, for initially for a few years playing professional sports if it means he's making uh, the money. I mean, Joe Burrow is making $55 million a year and, and has got a guaranteed contract. And, and a number of these players have these contracts. So if you can make that kind of money, you say, well, let's play, play ball for a few years. Uh, and, of course, we, we'll have to do a whole different program. And by the way, you mentioned Abe, My, Abe Michael. Abe Michael is, re, is a, uh, uh, related to my uh, wife, my, uh, my wife's first cousin. Her father is Abe Michael's uh, uh, father. So uh, Abe Michael's all in the Lebanese family, came over from Lebanon. And, and uh, so I've had many delightful conversations with him uh, back before he died some years back. But uh, but the focus has all changed. I mean, that was a different era, and you're right. You're making real money in pro sports now. But the focus has changed completely. The focus is um, it's like international news now that the LSU gymnast, Olivia Dunn, who's one of the highest-ranking uh, influencers on social media, was dating Paul Skeens, the LSU baseball player who's now playing professional baseball. The pitcher. The pitcher, pitcher, right. <clears throat> so there was a whole story by some uh, PR executive who's come out and given them all this advice on how they're poised to be a power couple, a superstar power <laughs> couple well. in sports and which events they need to start going to. Well, she's still at LSU, but she's having to take classes online because her followers are so um, uh, rabid to see her and all. But, uh, you know, you, it's, it's, that's the business now. The business is being social media influencers. So you can, uh, you can tell which brands you like, and everybody will go run by those brands. It's just it's crazy. Well, it's a different world. And I understand, look, uh, there's freedom of speech and freedom of expression. And I understand that. I'm just disappointed. The college ranks let it get out of hand. They controlled it. They let it get out of hand. And they let the, you know, as to where, again, it's it's not just a semi-professional sport. It's a professional sport. And uh, kids uh, all The NCAA, rather, I mean, there's been pressure for decades to pay athletes uh, beyond a full scholarship room and board, the best nutrition and best medical care and everything that they get, there has been pressure to pay them because of how much universities are making off them. I don't think anybody disagreed with that. But rather than the NCAA really coming up with a workable solution, they just threw open the barn door and- Just took the lid off. Took everything the lid off. goes now. Ron, I was, uh, uh, had the great uh, opportunity of going to University of North Carolina on an athletic scholarship. And uh, you're right, you had those limitations, but you kind of made do, you know, you got, I think I got $250 a month for laundry money. Well, I did my own laundry and I was able to use that 250 to take my girlfriend out for a date or put gas in my car or something like that. And there were several little ways you could kind of get a little extra, but they weren't paying me $25,000 a year, uh, I can tell you that, to go to school. I w so, uh, uh, any event, it's just, it's grown and grown and grown to where these kids now have, uh, and so, let's just call it what it is. It's professional sports, 
open up the doorway if someone wants to go there to rah-rah for the team just to watch like they watch the Saints, go for it. Go for it. But let's just call it like it is and don't impede the athletic department, rather the uh, academic uh, field for, for the school, uh, as is this coach of ours, this $10 million a year coach who says it's a whole lot different priorities or athletics at LSU, uh, not the academics. And we've got a, a library that's leaking, the roof leaks, and uh, how much backdoor maintenance is piled up to maintain the buildings at LSU, isn't it something approaching a billion dollars? Oh, yeah. But Deferred maintenance is out of control. Yeah, you're yeah. you're so, right. They're yeah. sitting in academic buildings with water leaking down on their heads yeah. and no library to speak of, and it's, it's a shame about that. Uh, but for what we're paying coaches, I just would expect him to say something a little bit more promoting of, of academics than what he said or, you know, we're going to have the highest paid women's basketball coach in the country. And I remember back when she was announced and all the excitement of her coming to LSU was back during COVID. And she was telling everybody, take off your mask. Well, let's don't get into all that. <laughs> let's, let, let's let somebody else run that part of it. And um, just coach and say positive things about the university and hope that all those who can't be Angel Reese or, or Paul Skeens or Olivia Dunn, come there and get a good education. Well said, well said. And I wrote about this in my webs, website you can check out. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's jimbrownla.com. I wrote about two weeks ago. You can go to that site and pull up the column that I wrote. Ronna Gray has a, a very prolific writer who's written a number of bestsellers. You can find her work at ronagray.com. So take a listen, and of course, our website here is datelinelouisiana.com. Hey, glad you're listening this week to us, folks. Uh, we are on uh, usually, if not once a week, uh, uh, every other week we're on with a new podcast. So I hope you'll stay listening, stay tuned. We thank our producer, Chris O'Laughlin, for uh, keeping us straight here today. Take care. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Dateline Louisiana with Jim Brown and Ronna Gray. To subscribe to this podcast or contact Jim or Ronna, visit datelinelouisiana.com. We hope you'll join us again next week for more news and reflections from the Bayou State.